Are you ready, Flyer fans? It's the Anthony Grant Show, presented by Bud Light. Tonight's show is brought to you by... Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. Bud Light, where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash UD. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Now, here's the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. Hey, good evening, everyone, and uh, welcome back. Welcome back to Frickers, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits, home of the Anthony Grant Show. Uh, We are back for another season of Dayton basketball on Monday nights, uh, and uh, we're going to be talking uh, with the coach. We're going to be joined by some special guests throughout this season, uh, uh, the, the the founding member of the Flight Club, Chris Wright, is uh, with us here tonight, UD Hall of Famer. We're going to be uh, catching up with Chris and what he's up to in his uh, latest project, including uh, the Flight Academy here locally. Uh, and Coach Grant joining us. Uh, we're erring on the side of caution for the time being, and uh, he's joining us remotely here tonight. And uh, Coach Grant, uh, if you were here, you'd look around this room, you would see a lot of familiar faces, and none of them have aged a bit <laughs> since you last saw them. It, they, they have been sipping from the fountain of youth, um, it, it, but it's good to be back uh, collectively here all together. Uh, as a new season has begun, uh, a couple of games last week, uh, mixed results from the standpoint of a win and a loss. And uh, in some ways, was this kind of uh, what you anticipated, not necessarily outcome score-wise, but just the way the process is going? Yeah, well, Larry, first of all, let me say it's, it's great to be back on. I apologize that I can't be there in person. But as you mentioned, out of an abundance of caution for obviously myself and our, our players and the team and our season, we want to make sure we, we can uh, keep our keep ourselves safe and available to play games. So we'll do it for this way for the time being. But, yeah, certainly, um, you know, we talked about this the other day after the game. Larry, I think, you know, there's a – a disappointment that you feel, you know, anytime you drop a game that, that you know, you feel like you should have won, that you that you could have won. You know, but at the same time, I think, the coach, I'd be lying to you, but I didn't tell you, I, I knew with a young team and with, a, with pretty much a brand-new group, we have to go through growing pains, you know, and, and I think that's part of, of what we're seeing right now as a group. we got to learn how to play together both on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. I thought the other day, you know, Mass Lowell did a really good job with their defensive game plan based on, you know, what we put on film the first game. They they went under every screen. They really packed the lane, made it difficult for us to get anything at the rim, uh, and then forced us to try to beat them over the top. Half our shots on the night came from the three-point line, and another night where we just didn't been able to make shots. So I think with, the, with our group, it's a matter of them understanding no matter what our opponent's doing, how we need to be able to impose our will on the game and not let the opponent impose theirs. Those are learning experiences. Fortunately, we, we're going to have to go game by game as we teach, as we learn, as we grow as a team. So every game will bring a different challenge. And we've got to try to learn and, and go through these experiences together. There's no substitute with a young team for game experience. They're gathering that as we kind of go through it and we're seeing it unfold in front of us. You know, Coach, uh, you, you you look at your roster and, um, you know, the, their their backgrounds and primarily in, in the high school ranks and in some cases some guys who've had a, 
a year or two under their belt, and they've enjoyed some success. Um, I, I have heard that uh, the great players don't love winning as much as they hate losing. Uh, and, and while you, you, you certainly prefer to be winning, learning by in victories, um, is there something to be said for taking that pain and saying, boy, I don't want to feel like that a lot, if ever? Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I hope, Larry, and I, again, it's early in the year. You know, we've got two games under our belt. I would hope that it stings for our guys as much as it does, you know, for myself and, and you know, people, our, our fan base that's been around the program and understand what we're all about. I think based on what I see with these guys, with our team at this point, they want to go out, they want to play well, they want to win, they want to do it together. They're about all the right things. But like I said, I think the experiences that we gain, uh, they're all brand new experiences for, for our group together. And for a lot of our guys, it's their first time going through uh, what it takes to be able to win in college basketball. So it's a learning process. So right now, I think my focus as a coach is how can I get them better? How can I try to expedite this process for them as much as possible? How can I, how can I learn our team to put them in the best position where they can have success? All right, Coach. Chris Wright uh, is with us here tonight, and Chris and I were even talking uh, before we went on the air. You know, you were a young man on yeah. a young team, and so you you can you can empathize with some of these growing pains, can't you? Yeah, for sure. Um, Coach, I, I think we need to put in a call to see if I got any eligibility left. I don't know if <laughs> oh, you're going to do that. But... I would love to do that. I would love to do that, <laughs> Yeah. Um, do that. How you doing, man? It's good, good, good to I, talk to you. I'm doing great. Good to talk to you as well. Look forward to seeing you this season. I'll be out there to check you out for sure. Appreciate um, it, man. But yeah, Appreciate yeah, I mean, just just being a young player sometimes and coming in from high school, the, the game is so different. Um, you know, you have to understand now that, you know, you have to run plays, you have to execute. So some of the things that um, you do in high school and having young guys and or guys that may not have as much experience. And, like, when I came in as a freshman and, you know, watching, you know, B-Rob and the things that he could do, sometimes you get caught up in awe sometimes of – you know, how good or how great some of the players are that are around you. But um, you have to go out there and execute and um, do what you can, listen to the coaches, especially with the crowd going the way it's going. And, um, you know, I understand it completely. So, um, but I think with the team that we have this year, I think we, we have opportunity to be great. But um, as Coach said, it's a long season. There's still work uh, to be done. And um, there's no substitute for hard work. And um, there's no way around. There's no shortcuts. you got to go through the growing pains if you want to get to the other side of, of success, you know, Coach. I know uh, if you had, to, if you had, if you could dictate how things are going to be, you would love to play with pace. Is is that something that maybe you know, guys, as they get more comfortable and more familiar with each other, that will come as part of that? Yeah, I think so. You know, and we we've tried to harp on that. You know, really all, all off season here. And, uh, you know, to be honest with you, I thought we made strides in the game the other day. Now, the results didn't show didn't show that, but I thought we did a better job of running, spacing the floor, playing with, with a little bit more pace. You know, it's a lot easier to do that when you're, when you're creating turnovers or when you're getting missed shots and you're running. You know, but, again, I thought um, you got to give uh, UMass Lowell credit. I thought they their whole focus was not to allow us to get out and transition. Not to uh, not to allow us to get stuff at the rim. So they they did a really good job of trying to limit some of those opportunities. I think as we get more familiar with what we're doing as a group, I think we'll be able to see more more uh, 
fluidity of a flow to what we're doing. And you know, I think that, I think you guys see it. The guys are trying to figure it out a little bit. They're trying to think a lot. They're trying to figure out how to read defenses. They're trying to figure out each other. It's, uh, it's got us playing a little bit slower and more methodical. Once we can smooth that out, understanding what they're doing and, and, and they know they know what uh, how to, how to complement each other, we'll get better at that. All right, uh, Coach Anthony Grant with us on this inaugural edition of the Anthony Grant Show this 21-22 season. Dayton off to a 1-1 one one start. Two games ahead this week. Lipscomb coming up on Wednesday. Austin P on Saturday. Uh, we'll take a look at those games coming up, and we'll hear more from Coach Grant. Also, from uh, the High Flyer, the founder of the Flight Club, Chris Wright, Hall of Famer, with us here tonight. And we are live at Frickers on Woodman Drive. The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. And welcome back here to Frickers, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits, and your home again of the Anthony Grant Show. Coach uh, joining us remotely tonight, but we've also got UD Hall of Famer Chris Wright with us here this evening. We're going to be talking to Chris more about some of the projects he's got going on, a very important one called the Flight Academy, and also just get up to speed on uh, what he's been up to, because uh, once a flyer, always a flyer. And once a flyer, Coach Anthony Grant, uh, now the head coach of this uh, basketball team, with two games on tap this week, uh, Lipscomb on Wednesday and and, uh, and, and Austin P on Saturday. And, Coach, instead of getting into specifics about them, it's really at this time of year, granted you'll do a scouting report, you'll prepare for an opponent, but is is 90% of what you're doing now all about you, your guys, your team? Okay, we had Coach up on the uh, – yeah, we just don't have – audio's a little low there. So while we're uh, – while Jake's adjusting audio back at the station, uh, I, I alluded to the Flight Academy, Chris. Uh, you've got a you have a prep school that you are literally building yes, here in uh, in the area, um, and, and it's already up and running. You just don't have that physical plant yet. Mm -hmm. um, what motivated you to to do this and to do it back in your hometown? Um, first, there's no place like home, and um, going through the process and uh, staying here when I you know, decided to go to Dayton and everything, and then going to play pro, um, Dayton is home to me. So the kids that are now going through the process and me knowing the process, want to give them um, the tricks of the trade and just give them the blueprint of what it, what it takes to make it to the next level. And the next level doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, the NBA or, or the, a Division One school. It's whatever you do after you go through high school and um, whatever you want to do in your career and me having, you know, the, some of the tools that I have just as far as going through the process and understanding, you know, the process, being able to help them through that was very, very important to me. And um, this community means everything to me. And um, that's why I chose to go to Dayton and, and, and chose to stay home and play here. And um, now having a prep school and seeing the guys and out there playing, um, you know, we partnered with Sinclair and, um, you know, we built, I bought, a, um, bought 32 acres to, to build the campus where, it's, it's more than just the sports. It's more than just, you know, going out and playing basketball because uh, basketball is just a tool or sports is just a tool to get you where you want to get in life And because um, it will end one day. So for me to be able to, you know, guide these young guys and, and have Joey Gruden, Coach Gruden, help me um, guide these guys, it, it means a lot to me. So um, 
I think just just that's my my gift and my passion um, is to help you know the youth here, and that's what God wants me doing. So I'm going to continue to do that. All right, we'll hear uh, more from Chris about uh, this project and looking back on his uh, Hall of Fame career. Uh, Coach Grant, we've we're getting through some technical bugs, and uh, and, and and mentioned right before uh, that. You know, yeah, you've got two opponents to apply, to prepare for this week, Lipscomb Wednesday, Austin Peay Saturday, and there'll be a scouting report and all that kind of stuff. But is this year, at this time of year, I should say, is much of your focus and your work really focused on your team, your guys, their 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 development? Yeah, Larry, that's what I was saying. Uh, honestly, it is. It's really about us right now, and I think we're at a point now where it's about our guys being more familiar with what we do offensively and defensively. Game by game, we're going through games and, and learning what we can help us as we prepare for the next game. So really, it's, not, it's, a, it's a combination, mostly us, but also understanding scouting reports and getting prepared for each, each opponent as, as they come up. Also, it's a learning process for you and your staff, and you've been able in two games to put guys out there under fire. Uh, see how they respond, and, and granted, it's an incomplete report card yet on any of the players, but uh, are you seeing some positive things so far, in particular with some guys that you're seeing play college basketball in a Dayton uniform for the first time? Yeah, I mean, it's a learning process for me, probably as much as, as it is for them in terms of uh, i got to understand how to put them in position and be successful. You know, whether it's the combinations that I put on the floor or the way guys are used, the positions they're playing, the matchups that we put them with from a defensive standpoint. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of stuff that we've got to be able to figure out. I, I, I'm seeing some good things from some guys. I think, uh, obviously, especially with the freshmen, the first time I'm seeing those guys actually in competition, even even for some of the guys that were here last year. You know, it's a different feel when you've got uh, fans in the stands and, and there's a different atmosphere in the building than it was last year. And their role is completely different than it was last year. You know, with the veterans we had last year, those guys were more complimentary. Now they're, now they're more front-line guys. So, yeah, I think it's a, it's a learning process. And as you mentioned, two games, we've got some data, but certainly not enough to say we see it. But we're going to have to continue to move forward and learn these guys and try to put them in position to be successful. You know, and obviously patience is something that the players need to have you as coaches need to have, fans need to have. But there are some things that that cannot be uh, created instantly. Uh, and, and I think one of the biggest things uh, that a team has to have in order to develop into becoming a successful team is something called trust. And, and, yeah. and trust yeah. has to be built. Yeah, no question. And, and that's, that's a, you know, it's going to be a work in progress for us because every every game, you know, we learn new things about each other. We, we, we begin to trust um, that what we're doing, both offensively and defensively, is, is, is what is going to allow us to have success. Right? And, and sometimes you got to go through it. Uh, I was talking to the staff today. Things offensively, you're telling them, hey, here's how we need to do it. Once we have games where they can do it and they can see the results of that, now they begin to trust, and they, you know, it opens up a new world for them once they can see, oh, okay, this is what Coach was talking about two weeks ago. Uh, you know, and now we're learning how to do that. So, you know, it's, it's a growing process. 
uh, part, you know, always a, in, in a, this time of year, uh, you're going through the, the nicks and, and, and bruises and bumps and the, all the things that happen uh, in the, the, the time leading up. Uh, Zimmy wilkeji has been, been uh, limited due to a, a concussion. Is, 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 he seems in good spirits. Is he, is he on pace to, to be able to get uh, back to, to practicing again? We hope so. He's non-contact right now. Um, and so we hope that he continues to progress in the right way. I'm going to leave that up to our medical team to make sure that we're, we're doing everything we can to keep him safe. And when they tell me he's ready to, to resume, then we'll, we'll be ready. So, yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, I think right now he's moving along well. All right, Coach, one more thing, and then we'll let you go tonight. And, and that would be, you know, you're, if you could emphasize just one thing uh, in these next two days before you have to take the court again Wednesday night against Lipscomb, what would that one thing you'd be emphasizing with your guys in practice? Boy, I wish I could limit it to one thing. <laughs> uh, no, I think I think offensively, I think um, you guys hit it on the head. I think the ability to play with pace um, and play under control. You know, I think those things offensively, you know, limiting our turnovers, also at the same time playing with some pace. Uh, you know, we've got to learn to do that. And then defensively, we've got to be able to play with some force on the defensive end, you know, how we how we defend and how we defend ball screens and how we rebound the basketball. There's, uh, there's an under, it's got to become an understanding of the physicality that's required uh, to be able to go out and have success on both sides of the ball. All right, Coach, uh, we'll let you go, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you then come uh, Wednesday night when Dayton is back home, taking on Lipscomb at 7 o'clock. When we continue here on the Anthony Grant Show, uh, we're going to be going down memory lane with Chris Wright, the UD Hall of Famer and the founder of the Flight Academy. Uh, More to come. We're live at Frickers on Woodman Drive. The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. Hey, welcome back here to Frickers, uh, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits, The Anthony Grant Show. Uh, Coach Grant with us first half of the show remotely is uh, Dayton off to a one-and-one start coming off a disappointing uh, and in some ways shocking uh, upset loss on uh, Saturday night to UMass Lowell 59-58. Two games coming up this week, a uh, 7 o'clock game on Wednesday against Lipscomb and then uh, 2 o'clock on Saturday afternoon against Austin P. But we have a chance tonight to visit uh, with UD Hall of Famer Chris Wright, who's uh, back home after uh, touring, uh, touring the NBA, Europe, and Israel, and also uh, – uh, back uh, in uh, the G League a little bit, and now back home and uh, starting the right, the, the rather the Flight Academy, mm-hmm. a uh, prep school in uh, in Trotwood that's uh, going to do some special things. Uh, we'll go back down memory lane. Okay, <laughs> uh, I, I, I said you were the founder of the Flight Club. Yes, okay, sir. and that was when when you're playing days and what and and you guys all had some incredible incredible verticals. Yeah. And what was the what was the minimum someone had to be a member of the Flight Club? Uh, you had to have a 40-inch vert. So if it was 39.9, 39.8, it wasn't, it wasn't happening. So a 40-inch yeah. vertical. 40-inch above. Now, you were the founder of the flight club. Yes, Did sir. you have the highest vertical? 43 and a half. Okay. And I'm going to guess second was Marcus Johnson. Yep. 
Second was Marcus and then Charles. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good group right Charles there. Charles was big and strong, so he he barely made it. So he, you know, he Well, he had to lift Charles. a lot yeah. more off the floor <laughs> right. than you guys did. Right. You know, when 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 you look back at your playing days, uh, you had a freshman year that got derailed by an injury, and then mm-hmm. you, know, you bounced back strong in the following uh, years. And yeah. your junior year, you you, you went you know, your sophomore year, go to the NCAA tournament, yes, sir. Uh, beat West Virginia, um, and then you win the NIT as a junior. And and uh, I, that that NIT run, you know, it, 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 it that was a team that could have said at the end of the season. You were disappointed you didn't make it back to the to the NCAA tournament. You mm-hmm. could have just said, well, we're disappointed. But you didn't. Right. Uh, what was the mindset of that group when you made that run? I mean, really just, you know, the tenacity that we played with and the toughness. Um, you know, I love that team. You know, for we still talk to this day just about that run. And, um, you know, Coach Gregory did a good job of teaching us that no matter who's in front of us, you know, we had to go out and play. And, um, it didn't matter if it was the NIT or the NCAA tournament. You have opportunity to showcase, you know, your abilities and showcase the character of who you are. And we could have easily, or anybody in those situations, go into playing the NIT because it's not the NCAA tournament and say, well, you know, we're just going to go out here and, you know, if we lose, the season is over or different things like that. But um, we had the mentality that we still had something to prove even, you know, in the NIT because, you know, we're still playing teams like North Carolina or Ole Miss and, um, you know, we played Ohio State in my, my freshman year and went to the NIT. So being in those situations and um, getting the opportunity to play the game, is, is, it's a blessing no matter if it's in the NIT or not, um, on NCAA or not, because, you know, those opportunities, doesn't they don't go to everybody. So for us to be able to win the NIT in, in the fashion that we did, I think we was the fastest team in America at that oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I can remember the, uh, the it would have been a quarterfinal game at Illinois. Yeah. They come out and hit a three-pointer to take a 3 nothing lead. And then three seconds later, mm-hmm. I mean, literally three seconds yeah. later, Marcus Johnson's dunking, dunking. at the other end, yeah. and it was over. You're right. <laughs> it, it, it was over. You literally just yeah. ran the ball down there throughout the rest yeah. of the game. And, and that's the thing. We, we actually practiced our fast break every day at the beginning of practice. We literally used to see who could – you know, get up the court the fastest. And um, it was it was fun to be a part of that, fun to play because it was – you really couldn't you really couldn't stop it. You really couldn't guard it. So, um, I mean, they say, like, you know, speed kills, but, you know, for us to be able to move the ball that fast and score like that, you know, we was able to do a lot of damage. Yeah, you heard Coach Grant uh, first part of the show saying that's what he's shooting for. <laughs> yeah. He wants to get – have that team right. that can play with that kind of pace because, right. like you say, it just uh, – it wreaks havoc uh, with with the defenses. Yeah. Uh, again, tripping down old, old memory lane. <laughs> I've got a picture in my office at home. I don't want to sound like fanboy. Okay. <laughs> that I got it's a pic- right. that I got it's a picture good. of you in my office, it's of Craig Chris. <laughs> but it, it's an amazing photo that uh, Rick Roshto took. He takes a lot mm-hmm. of pictures of Flyer games, and you know which one I'm probably talking <laughs> yeah. about. It's in Chicago in the uh, tournament uh, against Marquette when yes, you sir. came down fast break and you jumped over <laughs> a defender to dunk the ball. Yeah. And uh, I've got the freeze frame that he's there, you're there, <laughs> and there's nothing between you and the basket. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I still remember right now, like in my mind, I still remember looking like right at the rim. And um, I always wanted, you know, somebody to try to take a charge. And I feel like whether I get the charge or not or they – call a foul, defensive uh, block, or I was going to try to take off on whoever was standing there. So um, it just happened to be him. And we actually, uh, you know, Aker, we actually talked about that because we posted it on the flyer uh, Twitter. And uh, I retweeted it, and he was saying, like, come on, man, I have nightmares about this every <laughs> night. 
<laughs> I said, well, you're going to continue to have more because they're not going to stop posting it. But, uh, I mean, that that was a great moment. And, you know, I made top ten plays on ESPN and everything. So, um, I think then, you know, a lot of people really saw how athletic, you know, I was at the time. And, um, again, like I said, anytime you can go out on the court and showcase your skills or showcase your talents is a blessing. And that just so happened to be, you know, everyone's favorite, favorite moment, one of everybody's favorite moment of mine. And, you know, I hear about it all the time. But, you know, like I said, it's a blessing. You feel you guys still feel connected uh, with the program, with the uh, Flyer sure. basketball. Once a Flyer, always a Flyer. Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, all the time. You know, people always either bring up the dunk when they see me, or you know, when you come to the arena, everybody remember, you know, some specific about you know who you are, what you've done, and um, the biggest thing I love is you know with, with you know the Flyer faithful is not just about the basketball court. You know, when you see people, they speak to you, remember your name, and um, that's the thing I love the most that. You know, they always ask, you know, everyone here asks, you know, how are things going in life and uh, how are you doing? And that's the most important thing, I think, that coming to the University of Dayton or people that have came to the University of Dayton, whether you're a student or a student athlete, um, the community feel and the love, you know, from, you know, the Flyer family is is always, you know, welcoming. All right. Uh, and and Chris is returning that love, if you will, in, uh, in, in starting the Flight Academy. Uh, the prep school, which is uh, off to a good start yes, and getting ready to put a shovel on the ground here hopefully soon. Yes, sir. And uh, we'll be talking more about that. Uh, we got a lot to come, and, and we're having some fun here on a Monday night. Uh, the Anthony Grant Show, we are live at Frickers here on Woodman Drive. The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. Hey, welcome back here to Frickers, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. And uh, our first Anthony Grant show of this young basketball season. We uh, talked to the coach remotely earlier this hour, uh, but right now we are joined by UD Hall of Famer uh, Chris Wright. Uh, and I know that uh, your mom, Ernestine, is listening uh, to uh, yeah listening to you feels very proud What's about up, all, all you've done um the, the the flight academy is is the latest thing to come out of a foundation you began mm -hmm. and 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 when did when did you start your foundation what was the impetus behind that um the right way foundation i founded in 2014 and um i was still playing in milwaukee and um you know came home and wanted to do a basketball camp and it started as that because I, I felt like the common bond of what people can come together is always sports so starting uh, the basketball camp and everything it started out as a one-day camp and it was a free camp every year so um, it grew from you know 50 kids to 275 kids you know annually average and it was they played they paid nothing they I just wanted them to come there and have a good time and uh, end up going from one day to three days to a week and then want to turn that into a legitimate program that I felt like using the tools that I have and using, um, you know, some of the resources I have and, you know, former players and, and teammates and um, that knows, that have the knowledge of the game and because um, it's so much bigger than sports. As I always stress, you know, I tell, you know, my guys in my program all the time that no matter how far you can shoot a basketball or throw a football or hit a baseball, that your character will always take you further than that. So I always want to instill that in them and let them know that, you know, I'm always here for them. So now starting, you know, the prep school and everything and um, just giving kids the opportunity, especially due to COVID, where this, this uh, well, last year's senior class that really, you know, struggled with recruiting and then the transfer portal and everything kind of, 
you know, hurt that class. I want to get them an opportunity and let them know that, you know, I'm here for them. And um, that's where we are now as far as the Fight Academy prep and everything. And just want to give them an opportunity, like I said, to, to showcase their skills and their talent and for them to still be playing now and fighting through everything that happened, you know, having a whole year off, not really playing the game. Um, it's hard for especially younger guys because you've been playing ever since you were, you know, five or six years old and now you're, you know, 17 and 18 and uh, the sport is taken away from you. Um, you can't really, you know, fathom that because you're younger and you don't really understand you haven't, you know, lived enough yet to see that, you know, things can change in the drop of a hat. So um, it's really important for me to, to make sure they understand how, how much their character is going to take them over with also still putting in the work to get to the next level of sports. You've got obviously your, your, your University of Dayton experience, which uh, is, is something that's made mm -hmm. you who you are, and you can right. turn and share that with young guys. But, you know, in the NBA and Golden State and Milwaukee and then playing overseas, as that's you right. did, where basketball became a business, yeah. where you became, uh, yeah. for lack of a better term, a commodity. You were something <laughs> that that was uh, traded or cut or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, when when you saw the business side of basketball, what did that do to help change your uh, perspective on things that you can then share that aspect yeah. of life with these young people? Uh, I mean, that's a great question. I mean, when I realized the the business aspect of it where you can be traded and cut just like that. You know, I wanted to make sure that I put myself in a position um, with the game and when I walk away from the game that nobody could dangle or carry the dollars, you know, over my head to say, well, if you don't make this shot, you know, we're not going to pay you. If you, you know, don't make a particular play, we're not going to pay you because that's, that's stressful, you know, to live that way. And um, being able to – it's a blessing. Like I said, I, I, it's a blessing to be – you know, being able to play the game. So me being able to play in you know, 34 different countries and travel the world, um, you know, basketball is taking me, you know, everywhere, literally. And um, when I just recognize the business aspect to it, you know, it can't become, you know, too personal, you know. So you have to understand how do I equip myself or how do I, you know, better, you know, put myself in a position where I'm not affected as much if a trade does happen or a coach get you know, fire because it don't have to necessarily be you. If a coaching change happened, which had would happen to me, and you know, when I was in Milwaukee, um, literally had just got up to uh, sign with Milwaukee, signed off a two day, uh, off a ten day, and I signed a, a two year deal there, and everything seemed like it was on the up. And then ownership change, new coach come in. You know, that's when we end up getting Jason Kidd, and you know, they want it different. So somebody, when I left, Larry Drew was saying like, hey, you was going to be one of the guys that, you know, we feel can get some, you know, some fighting for some minutes, some starting minutes. And I was like the sixth or seventh man because we had a lot of guys injured, you know, Giannis's rookie season. So as soon as I got home, literally, I just had a conversation with Larry Drew. As soon as I get home is, you know, Larry Drew was fired as the head coach like the next day. So couldn't even fathom that, you know, just had a conversation with him about, you know, me having a breakthrough and then that happened. So um, just really just with the business side of it, though, you just have to, you know, be strong minded and really prepare yourself for whatever, literally, because anything can happen. So and just stand prayed up and stand in my faith, you know, allow me to get through those situations. Your NBA experience, your overseas experience, what was a, what was the best moment, your favorite memory, if you will, that you'll take away from your professional basketball career? Man, I, um, I remember like yesterday, uh, you know, after training camp was over um, and, you know, they said who, 
you know, made the team and different things like that. And when I put on the jersey for the first time, you know, I broke down to tears because I could look down and see the NBA logo, took off the jersey, saw my last name on the back and everything. Those was, that's what I dreamed about as a kid, you know, playing in my backyard or the driveway. You know, after 10, I was getting steals and, you know, saying I'm on a fast break and dunking or whatever. So to actually that and then getting a guard, Kobe Bryant, you know, that was that was like one of my favorite moments, you know, of all time ever, just because, you know, I was surprised that I was getting in the game that early. Uh, Kobe had like 13 in the first quarter. And then, you know, I'm sitting down at the end of the bench and everything. And, you know, you, you kind of know, you know the rotation. So, you know, who's usually going in. So, you know, I was kind of, you know, in the days like, dang, I'm in the Staples Center, you know, still <laughs> looking around. And then, you know, Mark Jackson was like, you know, Chris Wright, if Kobe Bryant in the game, you got him. And I'm like, me? <laughs> <laughs> you the only Chris Wright, ain't you on the team? So, uh, like, so I went out there and, you know, um, slowed him up a little bit. Didn't stop him, but slowed him up a little bit. And that was, you know, I did get a block on him. So the picture that, you know, kind of going around the Internet and everything that you see, it was actually a block. It wasn't. A clean, clean block, but I blocked him. So, you oh. know, but uh, that was probably one of the greatest moments, uh, you know, from our career. All right. Uh, we, you know, we've talked about the, the Flight Academy, and there's a chance uh, that if people are listening uh, want to support you uh, yes, because this project is just getting off the ground, best way that they can do that? Uh, you can write the rightwayfoundation.org and also the flightacademy.com. You know, going to have all the information just about the Flight Academy and the uh, Flight Academy prep. You can check out the schedules. If you want to come and see games and everything, and we'll, we also play uh, December uh, December 12th at Trotwood. Um, we have some local some local games, local high school games, and we play against uh, Keystone Prep Academy. So, um, like I said, yeah, the, the RightWayFoundation.org and also the FlightAcademy.com. You can go in there and get all the information, um, and it tell you everything about the programs. So. All right, uh, Chris Wright, UD Hall of Famer. Thank sharing you. time with us here tonight. Uh, we got Dayton basketball head this week. Uh, Lipscomb on Wednesday, seven o'clock tip. And then Austin P. Saturday at 2. All the action right here on the home of the Flyers. And we'll be back at Frickers next week for another edition of the Anthony Grant Show. On behalf of Chris Hartley helping us out here tonight, Jake Magnata back at our WHIO studios. I'm Larry Hansgen. Have a great week, everyone. And go Flyers. Go Flyers. The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk.